Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. This is a long rest. Uh, long rest for you. Long rest for you. <laughs> for me. For you. The longest rest for you. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you wow. just wanted to make that That's joke. dark right there. <laughs> and uh, flavor-wise, Temperance, you know, in being sort of knelt over Gideon's body, has actually uh, slumped sort of over him. And she's sort of got her arm over his chest. So it's she's the one step down, but she's sort of slumped over, and she's got his arm up, and her hand is... Uh, over his heart. Preparing spells for today. True to his word, <laughs> at, at first light, uh, Levi will get up, uh, get his stuff together, grab his new trophy, his egg, all that stuff, uh, and leave a, a fond note of thanks for the the, 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 bar, the barber couple, the barbarians, <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> who, uh, rage will cut your hair. <laughs> who held me up. And I will, uh, I will meet a lot, I will wait along the trail for, uh, for my companions to just happen to, to show up. You're, uh, if you go to the stables, I am right there. With, with, with my horse, of course. Your benefactors, by course, the way, are, uh, Jim Dingy and his wife, Elsie. Awesome. <laughs> Elsie Dingy. Jim and Elsie Dingy. <laughs> and they are sweet. I am right by the stable when you pick up your horse. You're up before they are. Well, Mr. Runs, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Please. Good morning. Uh, I am Elk who runs. You may call me Elk. Mr. Elk who runs. Elk. No, Mr. is a affectation of your people, not of mine. <laughs> All right, then, Elk. That will do. Before you, I go I to the... Your, I appreciate your patience with me. Before I go to the stable, I'm going to go rouse the temperance from her vigil. It... Uh, takes a little effort. Um, She was up quite late and is not a morning person to begin with uh, and was injured. Uh, But when she does wake, she she looks at you and she says, What do we do with the boy? Well, the boys travel about as far as I think he can go. I think for now, Mr. Williams has found a lead. He thinks it might help him on his way. Miss Blackburn, what if they bury him? Isn't that what they should do? Miss Blackburn, my boy is not gone yet. I don't want him to wake up in the dark. Temperance, I don't rightly know. The boy is dead, and I can't bring him back. Mr. Williams can. And that is all I have to carry me through these dark days. And I I can't do it without you. I don't want to see the boy buried, Mr. Blackburn. Then get on your horse and ride with me. But what if they bury him somewhere I can't find him, Mr. Blackburn? We, he ain't got no money. What if they bury him 
somewhere with no headstone, no coffin, what if they throw him in a pit somewhere with a hundred other boys who have died of influenza and cholera and dysentery and whatever else there is out there, what if they bury him somewhere where we can't find him? It doesn't matter if Mr. Williams can bring him back then if we can't find him. I would rather say one more word to that boy than visit his headstone. This is a chance I have to take. If you can't take it, I'll hold that against you. I would do anything for that boy. But... I am forcing myself to trust a man that I have not known nearly as long as I have known you. I... I don't have Doc no more. The only thing keeping me standing right now is the hope that that boy can come back to me and the hate for that man I want to kill. I don't have a compass no more. I need you to be my compass. Oh, Mr. Blackburn, I wish you hadn't said that. I'll go with you. We gotta go fast. And, uh, well, uh, Temperance just her stand for herself. She says, I need a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or something to make me look proper like, in case they do bury the boy. I should have put a fucking coat over you. Fuck. That would have been great. Just so happens, I know where they sell such garments. Come on. We'll, we'll get geared up and then we'll ride. First thing, lickety-split. Is the minister in the, uh, in the Not church? Not so early in the morning, no. He's got other shit to do. Right. Like sleep. Uh, I... Fuck off, Ford. <laughs> Cal- calm down. <laughs> Cyril, leave- you're dead. Go away. <laughs> we're, not, we're not leaving yet. Watch the ghost of my dead-eaten horse. Uh, <laughs> I put a... Uh, I write... Uh, no. And I put, um, $15 on Gideon. And I put the note on top of it, sort of hiding the, the money. And it just says, for the care of my boy. Um, do not bury him until I have returned. Hmm. I'd like to change one thing really quick before we leave. Okay. Pants? I <laughs> will. <laughs> I will offer to the couple uh, my my egg and the remains of the young keg for the trophy, uh, and as payment for what they've done. And uh, I'll even I'll say that uh, this beast can be raised if properly fed to possibly defend the old town. Uh, they want no part of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. All right. This yep, just trying to be charitable here. Sounds like we're headed off the spirit lands after the DM takes a whiz. Mm. A spirit whiz. A spirit whiz. <laughs> I've taken a few spirit be whizzes. Gone, be gone, dick ghosts. Uh, and of course, when the party's reunited, uh, Levi will introduce himself to you all. Hello, miss. My name is Abel Abernathy. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm 
Um, Grace. Grace, uh, Blackbird. Pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Black, <laughs> Miss Blackbird. Uh, Grace is my cousin. You must excuse her. She's been through trying times. Of course. Grace, uh, it's all right. Uh, Joshua. Joshua. Oh. Right. We are, we are related through your mother's family. Is that correct? Yes. All right then, uh, Mister. Uh, I mean, uh, Joshua. Will you be joining us on the trail, Miss? Yes, of course. Uh, I need to see things through. People in this town did say that people were drawn to these lands. I suppose it is only appropriate they were drawn together. I am seeking a woman named Sister Agatha. Sister Agatha? Now, why, why are you looking for a woman all the way out there? There's, there's a church right here. If there was a sister, she'd be here. She'd, well, be, well, she'd be helping my boy. Well, Grace, it is said that this legendary woman has been... Is, over a century, century old, and still looking no worse for the wear, and that she's performed miracles that even our earthly priest cannot, cannot fathom. I, as a questing knight from the south, am seeking this woman. And what better place to do it than here in these, fab- these lands of fable and spirits, if you believe in that sort of thing. This is as, as uh, of course, as we're going. Yeah. Cousin Grace, this is uh, Elps who runs. He's uh, familiar with these parts. He's going to be bringing us around, showing us the lands. Mm-hmm. I, I stare at you. He goes by just Elks. Or I, Elks I stare runs. at you with intent. You are very strong. Your strength will bring him back. Come, we must go. And then I creak and walk slowly, and like everybody can blow by me because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but what about your character? <laughs> oh, nice. damn. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I gotta play the type. <laughs> Alright. You know, Paul, the purpose of role playing is to be something you want. <laughs> oh, my God. I am a delightful. I was a fucking, well, I was a 10 year old little asshole. Right. <laughs> but I guess that wasn't type. I'm as spry as I ever was. <laughs> All right. That's why I have charisma as a dump stat. So, uh, <laughs> so Abel Abernathy will lead the, uh, the lead the charge, as it were. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the first place to start. The first place to start would, of course, be a, a tent encampment. I've heard, I've heard rumors of a religious or- group that has come seeking. Well, perhaps the very same thing I've come seeking. They may be our first lead in terms of liable source of information, maybe even a headquarters of sorts. I assume you can both handle yourselves in a fight, if need be. We'll be alright. Very good. Are we going on foot, or are we, do we take the two horses? Oh, you bought, you bought a horsey. On horse foot. I've still, <laughs> I've still technically got my horse. On horse's hands. Uh, do you have a horse? I do not have a horse. Mr. Who runs? Mr. Runny. Rather He's not Elk who rides. Or ride with one of us, then. Get on with me if you like. 
My horse is named Farkas. What? What did I say that was funny? Thanks. <laughs> yellow eyes! Oh my god, yellow eyes! <laughs> <laughs> so I mount Farkas. You ride with the gray one. I will ride with Shaggy Man. <laughs> I assist the elderly gentleman onto the horse. <clears throat> he throws out a hand. Like, come on up, Elks. <laughs> and I'm just right. outlandish. I have, like, all this weird... Yeah, so you ride behind me. Yeah, well, actually, we, we have three horses, because we took the two from the wagon and Jed... The two workhorses and Jed's new horse, yeah. Jed's newer horse. I could ride a horse, but if you want it, that's okay. You can do whatever you wish. I will take whatever's left. Uh, cousin, do you mind if I ride with you? No, not at all. Then I will take horse. Okay. <laughs> I will take horse. And thank you for <laughs> stealing their horse. I'll have her back. I've been trying to get out of this shithole town. <laughs> all I needed was a horse. Uh, so you're heading out to the. Do we have any religion camp first? Yeah, how, how far relative to the so-called spirit lands and her last, this woman's last known location and the camp are we? Uh, you've heard that she wanders the spirit lands and the spirit lands are outside of town. They're in expanse. Nobody really knows how big they are. Gotcha. Uh, you've heard the camp is just outside the town limits and in fact, if you were to stand on the tallest structure, you'd probably be able to see it. Alright. And... Um, we should check. That. I, I, uh, Abel feels we should check that out yeah. first. Joshua agrees. Yeah, I'd like to do an appropriate check to put them on the best path if I can. We'll see how this works. Serve whether nature or survival would be more appropriate. Uh, nature would be no survival is more appropriate. Sorry, I have the exact same bonus. <laughs> nature involved, would so be it doesn't matter. totally awful. <laughs> My fucking dice are suck tonight. Yeah, well. North of the town limits, you see a number of tents sprung up, rectangular tents, not the traditional cone-shaped ones you used to from the Native Americans and from these expansion towns. And uh, you see a number of these tents with someone who looks like they are clearly in charge, although in charge of what becomes very questionable as you near it. They appear to be covered in leather straps with hooks and all sorts of uh, buckles and loops of metal. They're carrying a whip, and they walk throughout this tent town, apparently tending to individuals inside of the tents. Throughout the area, you can hear all sorts of mutterings, screaming, uh, wailing sounds of people in pain and panic. Well, I'll go in if no one else wants to. Abel, I'll go with you. I don't like this place. I don't think we'll find help here. Yes. Elk and uh, Grace, why don't you stay behind? Dismount. Wait, wait, before you go. Uh, I'm going to cast Bless on Can I have your CD player? I'm going to cast mind? Bless on... Uh, I can choose three creatures, so all three of you. It only lasts a minute. Uh, if you're going to go in there... I'll take it for a minute. A minute's plenty to walk in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like six turns to be shooting from. That's, that's fair. <laughs> back in the face with a birch stick or something. 
smudge us with sage. I'll. Gotta get the ghost out of your mouth or something. Is, is the camp like fortified? No. Okay. It appears to just be tense. If the person in charge is in, is it uh, is in the open, I will ha- I will hail him. You get like a nod. Hello, Abel Abernathy. Pleasure to meet you. This is Joshua Cole. We are in search of the spirit lands, seeking miracles. We were hoping that you might be on a similar quest. Persuasion roll, please. Uh, thirteen. Oh, okay. Um. Says, yes. Spirit lands apparently have found us. You'll excuse me. You just he just leaves. Yeah, he goes into a tent. Okay. Well, that's our cue to go exploring then. I suppose. Okay. I'll take a look around in the area. You constantly hear these different sounds of wails of anguish and fear, and just sounds of like jingling metal from inside of the tents. Every once in a while, you hear some sort of screaming, and they're words you understand, but they just don't fit together in a way that makes any sense to you. It seems like gibberish. Okay. Well, I'll open the closest tent. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna do the same. Yeah. Peer inside, and you see that there is a uh, wooden stake in the back of the tent, to which two people are manacled, and they don't appear to be like struggling against their restraints. But they are sort of like laying crooked, half against the pole, half against the ground. And they are just like sharing a conversation that doesn't have a coherent language to it. English words are being spoken, but the order of which does not make any sense. There's another person who appears to be on a chair, like a wooden chair, whose arms have been fixed to the back of the chair. And they're sort of rocking back and forth with the chair's legs slowly picking up. But they're not rocking back and forth enough to lift the chair completely over. Hmm. I'm going to find the the efficient in charge, which I think was that man we just saw. I will, um, I'll wait, I'll go around where he was and just wait patiently so as not to be rude. Eventually he emerges from the tent. You can see that he's plugging up a large canteen. Sir, it sounds like things are in dire straits here. As if the screams of anguish want some indication. Is there something we can do to help you? I don't know if there's anything you can do. Something has befallen these people. Evil spirits. Perhaps. Of their past, perhaps? Ghosts? So, uh, Are they sick? Give me another roll. Uh, persuasion still seems appropriate to me. Yeah. This seems like a time to use my channel divinity. Yeah. Just fuck it. Well, that's great, because I got a 21. Ho! <laughs> he, uh, he sighs, he removes his hat, and he rubs his temples, and he says, The spirit lens is what brought us out here, and I fear it has ruined these people. Are you the only one unaffected? I'm the last to be unaffected. As to what that means for me, I can't say. But I'm not about to abandon them out here to wander freely into the wastes. What do they do when they are not restrained? They wander freely into the wastes. They just leave. They go west. We never see them again. They speak of a creature. What kind of creature? 
creature that takes over the minds of men. You think that creature did all this? No. I think that creature is one of many maladies this world would visit upon us. A test of God, perhaps. Assume you're the caretaker, I would invite you to come in with us, if you like. These people need me here more than you need me with you. Do you know of a woman named Sister Agatha? He grimaces. I've heard stories, rumors. Did you come seeking her as well? No. What can you tell me of her? The locals seem to believe that she's some sort of tragic figure, a fallen angel. Hmm. Talking of which, may If you would indulge me, might I see some of the patients that you have in here? I promise you won't hurt them. I shall not. That is, I shall not hurt them. I promise not to hurt them. Phrasing. He, uh, he sort of folds the flap of the tent back. Okay. Anything different in here? Is it more of the same that we saw? So three tents? people tied to chairs in here, basically. Okay. Pulse for fiends, undead, celestials, that sort of thing. Negative. Cool. I think so. He'll just look around. Well, they're not possessed. You can say that much at least. At least not discernibly. I, I will turn to this. I think I might be needed. In there. There's no devil. You stay or you follow. A ghost facade of them. But I must go. Um. I don't know if I can go in there and come back out. I'll ask the guy. Wait, it will be fine. I'll I'll ask the fellow's name or or what he prefers to be called. Uh, he gives you the name Grayson. Grayson, nice. Well, Mr. Grayson. My companions and I are going to be making this adventure all the same. We have a cause that we're willing to die or suffer this, I suppose, for. Is there anything you can offer for our journey? Or something we can offer you in exchange for your help? Would you approach me a month ago and I may have had something for you, but in this, I fear that I am quite beyond my means. Understandable. Any information you can provide will be welcome. He describes some of the geographical constraints of the area, which is to say it looks a lot like the flatter parts of western Utah. Okay. I'll ask, uh, and I'll of course ask of any unexplored areas that he that they haven't had a chance to, to map out yet. He says that the uh, directions as you go out there are fluid. East, west, north, south, they don't matter as much when you're out there. It appears that going out one way and doubling back the way you came doesn't always bring you to where you started. Any hostile natives? Natives? No. Any... Let me rephrase. Are there any physical creatures that would pose a threat to us? Oh, yes, but... Of those, I think you'll find they are the least of your concerns. Interesting. What would be the most of our concerns? He gestures to a man who's just constantly screaming, testing his bonds. Whatever happened to them? Alright. Friend Abel, put my mind at ease and show him the photograph. What photograph? Got there. Oh. 
One last thing, Grayson. Have you seen this man? Inside checks from both of you. It is him. Well, I got a one. I got a ten. He sort of looks <laughs> at it. Porta- oh. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> I salute you for your, for your, for your callback. Um, he looks at it and he shakes his head. I'm familiar with this man. Well, I hope he's alright. I've been meaning to talk with him. I'm a, also a bit of a scholar of history and a, a bit of a celebrity with my family. He I knows. know that doesn't concern me. All the same, we have we have a mission to undertake. We thank you for your time, Grayson. Well, and good luck. He gives you a nod. And he starts administering what looks almost like water torture to these people. He's he's going around and like trying to calm them in ways that are totally not helpful in any way. Yeah. But he seems to think that they're being helpful, so that's the best he's got, and he's gonna do it. Yeah. I, I would like to Basically, rudely barge in the tent. You do. And just sort of beeline right for all oh, these yeah. people and just, I don't know what check would be appropriate. And try to figure out what the hell's going on. Medicine. Huh? Medicine. Oh, fucking dice. Or insight with Help a higher me. DC. Oh, shit. There you go. So, right. 17. Medicine. Uh, this is the onset of some sort of hallucinatory insanity. Can I tell if it's, uh,. Biological or is it spiritual? You've seen something like this of people who've been on certain drugs out here before, but it doesn't look exactly the same. Something about it is definitely not that predictable. Okay. Um, maybe something spiritual in nature. Those sorts of things are very nebulous out here. Okay. Um, is there anything I can do to? Because um, I have, you know, I have a herbalism proficiency. I got nature. I got. Uh, medicine, of course, um, to yeah, advise I, him as to something that will help soothe them, other than the bullshit he's doing? Uh, you're proficient in use of your herbalism kit, so give me a wisdom herbalism check. Yeah. It's, 20, it's gonna be a total of, uh, 25. It won't fix their condition, but you can rig up a quick poultice or something that you can use, like smelling salts, to calm them when they become the most active. So what I want to do not to delay the party, I want to instruct this man. You grind and you take these, you know, you collect the yarrow and you collect the, you know, the sagebrush and you grind and then a little bit of water and then you grind and, you know, and I just explain to him and then you you, you drip little bits on their tongue and they will they will, they will will relax. That's how Guru runs. He kind of just barges in whenever he wants. <laughs> but he's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> he's Stabs you with a cattle prod. Um, I die. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, another party death. I can't take this. That's <laughs> just Levi. Yeah. Uh, you, get, you get like 30 seconds of, well, well, you didn't suck that bad. Let's go. Oh <laughs> shit, he was really helpful. Damn it. Dang. He had so many hit points. <laughs> <laughs> His armor class was so big. Yeah. He was kind of hot. Uh, All right, moving. He does seem very appreciative of what you've given him for information. And he begins using whatever you've given him to try and calm down the worst of these people. But he looks fried. I mean, he looks exhausted. He's got big bags under his eyes, lines on his face. He looks like he's been tested by this whole, whole ordeal. They'll help them relax, and then you may rest. 
It will give you time. Maybe we find cause. Maybe we don't, but we will try. As you are uh, walking through the camp, you do see that this is clearly an Iranite camp. I mean, they have the trappings of it everywhere. They have constant books everywhere and all sorts of scripture and artifacts and items of certain shades and styles. The watchtower. You get all the usual shit. Uh, are there any particular documents that look official that I can, since this guy is distracted and everybody <coughs> else is... Things uh, of, like, crazed. legitimate religious nature, not, like, orders from up on high from bad guys. Like, any, or any proof of rank? Um, Things of that, that, that would distinct, distinguish them as members? Uh, you find a jeweled rosary that would seem to be the property of somebody important. If that's the, if that's the nature of, uh, I'll do a quick sketch of it, noted for later. Uh, I just want to prepare something to, to forge so that I can, uh, pass off as one of them if need be. Good call. Uh, when the time comes, you will have advantage on that check. Sweet. You can go ahead and scribble that down in your character sheet somewhere. Thank you, Ben. Yep. Got it. Let's get moving. You must hurry. You said it true. This whole ordeal only takes you maybe ten minutes. And you begin riding west, it sounds like? West. To the spirit lands, where only good things happen. I'll whisper, I'll whisper to Temperance, Aronite. She does not even register that you said anything. That's fine. He, he does a discreet like Aronite. Off, out of the corner of his mouth. Spirit lands are a desolate place. No tree, no shrub. Thick grasses. Rising rocks. Ridges. Areas. You do find that there are some streams that the streams seem clouded by something. Some sort of contaminant. You wouldn't be comfortable drinking these waters. But you ride out into the spirit lands and you become instinctually aware of something that is decidedly wrong about them. Your hair is standing on end. There's a slight smell of like a rotten egg kind of odor. The horizon waves as though great heat was beating down in the plains, although it's actually kind of a chilly day. The breeze cuts to the bone. You actually find yourselves wanting to wear your various coats. Uh, in spite of the fact that it is springtime and the sun is out. The sun is out, but it's actually visible through a haze. Uh, summer-like, thick moisture haze. And the moisture has a tint to it. Sort of a bluish-purple kind of color that just lightly changes the color of everything beneath it. To the point where you look towards the horizon and things appear to make sense in the way you would expect. When you look down specifically at the surface of the rocks and the plants, they're decidedly a different color than what you're used to. Something is tinting the light as it beats down onto these plains. And you find yourselves in this wild land, and it doesn't take more than five minutes before the town behind you is lost to the horizon, and the steam and just the clouds of dense, humid moisture between you and it, and you are completely secluded out here in this wild land. Elka runs. You're playing guard. 
you sort of know where you're going-ish, survival would be the most appropriate by a country mile. 17? Every time I roll my dice, it's like... Yeah, my, my, my the whole room loses. <laughs> runs, takes the lead. And he uh, is able to navigate you through certain places that seem out of the ordinary. You weave in strange patterns over these rises and crests. Uh, the land is sick and strange. I will do my best to help you. It looks like you could have just ridden in a straight line. But as Elkurans leads you through these winding paths, you avoid any danger and you assume that perhaps he's seeing something that you are not. Over the next 30 or 40 minutes, the sky above changes to a distinctly pink hue. As though it's sunset, though it is morning. Yeah, that's creepy. And the colors are sort of wavy in that heat on a June summer day kind of way and it's just slowly twisting and you find it hard to focus your eyes for a while until eventually you just stop focusing your eyes and it's when you're sort of glazing over and trying not to pay too much attention to your surroundings that you actually start to take in the environment around you the land around you is scorching hot and then blistering cold when the winds come And it is time for a two-round skill challenge to navigate this place. If you can imagine, as human beings here in the year 2019, um, being out in this place is like tripping balls on acid. <laughs> That's what you're currently contending with. And bearing in mind, this is a land that is densely populated by dangerous monsters. And you're tripping balls. I have something uh, queued up if nobody else wants to. I, I have a couple things, too. I, I, got, I got at least one idea. Kaylee's panicking, so I'll let's start. go. Let's uh, let's do Kaylee last, and we'll go through the other three. So I, I, would, I would actually like to go first, if you guys don't mind. Fine. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he loses one character. Let, let me tell you what I want to do, and, I'm, and, and I think it's going to be insight, but if you want to okay. roll, if you want to declare it differently, you go ahead and declare it. With skill it challenges, I'm pretty lax, so whatever you think is appropriate. So I want to keep a... I want to do some chanting, and the purpose of the chanting is so that they can have something else to focus on other than the weirdness of the world around them. Mm-hmm. So they can sort of hear me go, mm-hmm, you know, just sort of, you know, whatever chant. To so like know, ground them. Just yeah. to try to ground them to something other than the weirdness around them. So I'm not sure if insight would be appropriate. Um, performance seems a little weird, but I, I could see the argument for that. Persuasion would, would be weird. I could see any of those three, I'm totally on board with. So insight's my best, so I'll just take it because I'm selfish and greedy. And my dice are below. Thank you. And thank you for bringing the drinks this week. Yeah, man, of course. Ooh, That's a 24. Holy shit, that is not low ass, my friend. Uncle Run's got mad dice, yo. And yeah. I'm hoping that gives the others benefits on their skill checks. That's why I did it. That's why I wanted to go first. Awesome. Cool. All right, uh, so the three of you now know how the stage is set. Who wants to go next? Well, man must pee. You, you do your thing. <laughs> so uh, I'll start with persuasion. <clears throat> I'll pr- I imagine seeing these two maybe drifting off. Maybe Jed is seeing something terrible from his past. Maybe you're seeing either something from uh, from your te- your sordid past or just very recent uh, grim visions of, uh, of Gideon. And... Uh, <clears throat> 
and Levi will notice either of you just drifting off and just be do occasional things like, it's like, stay focused, come on. Listen to my voice. This is reality, us right here. Aw, you're being the sober friend. <laughs> Basically. So I'll just do a persuasion. See if I see if I, Levi's voice can cut through. Yeah, his voice is banging. Oh, oh, 24. Told you, man. The Azog dice are where it's at. Clearly, <laughs> there's a reason Azog survived so long. Yeah, Berwin. <laughs> Azog's the reason Berwin won't survive. Uh, yeah, 24. That's huge. That means the two of you are going to have some very clear lead from the other two party members. I am ready to roll. Okay. Um, I was actually considering this before you call for the skill challenge. Um, so Jed is riding uh, Farkas, and uh, this this icy cold swirling wind comes in, and it, it, at times it feels like it's he's riding into it and he can't get any ground, and other times it's like blowing him in the back, and it feels like it's almost going to lift him off the saddle. So, in order to try and get his bearings, he's going to reach his hand out. One hand's on his hat, trying to keep his hat from blowing out. The other is going to reach out and, like, grab some hayseed or something off the top of whatever tall grass he's riding through. And he's going to grind it up in his hands, and he's going to drop it to see if he can get a gauge on where this wind is blowing from and blowing to. And he's going to roll his check now. It's a nature check, which he's not trained in. But this is something he picked up back in Kansas. It's not very good, because he's not trained in it. Uh, total two. Okay. But, uh... Meanwhile, while the wind is whipping his coat around and he's trying to hang his hat on, he grinds up this hayseed and he lets it go, and it falls straight down like he dropped a pebble on the ground. And just doesn't know what to make of that. Okay. Um, you have stage one of a condition that I have not named. You have disadvantage on wisdom saving throws. Okay. And you regain only half of the hit points you would normally regain from healing effects. That's that hate to see what stage two is like. I think you bought something. He failed the roll. I did. I saw. Kaylee. Um Temperance is just trying to get a feel for the physical balance of wherever they are, whatever plane this is, whatever kind of land this is, whatever weird, you know, ball rolling uphill kind of place this is. (laughs) Um, As well as she can manage and acrobatics. I let it go. And that is a 24. What you find is that the weight of your body is shifting in ways that you'd not normally expect. You're on a hillside, you're tilting to the right, you try to lean into the hill, and it feels like you're going to tip over. You lean away from the hill, and your entire perception changes. And you suddenly feel like you're on level ground. Something about the way that you're viewing the world is inherently tilted, and the way that you are able to control your body keeps you from losing balance. Your horse apparently seems unaffected. It's during this time when you were each approached by a vision. Paul, I don't know anything about Elkaruns yet, so you're going to have to help me out with this, but I have something for the rest of the three of you. All right. Jedediah Blackburn, Mm. you see the vision of your older brother, who's been dead for a long time. Mm. And uh, he appears as he would appear if he had survived the brutal attack that ended his life. 
you are confronted by the vision of a man who appears to be of great power and influence. He is dressed in an affluent way. And specters and apparitions around him appear to obey his words. And it's none other than the form of Augustus Brown. And for Levi Williams, what you see is a trio of robed individuals performing some type of complex ritual as a creature rides and twists serpentine scales covering their body as they expire before you. The ritual is a failure. Elk who runs. What do you see? Well, what they see is like starting like I even older than I probably did a moment ago. And then my voice kind of breaks. We must, we must keep moving. Lamb is playing tricks on us. Round two, I scratch him doing that. Alright. I can go first. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, just following that vision, uh, uh, Levi pulls, pulls out his holy symbol. <clears throat> we wander where we are not wanted. Lord be with us as we walk through this valley of unquiet dead. This is a religion check. Very appropriate. Seventeen. Big enough. And uh, and uh, under his breath, he'll just kind of whisper in response to that vision. Those times are done. The old ways. Have to go. You, you, you guys will even hear this as a hint. The hint of emotion actually comes into his voice. The old ways are done. It's time to go along. It's time to do other things. Those aren't the ways anymore. Question. <laughs> uh, does... I love this terrified look the two of you share. <laughs> <laughs> Both in and out of character. <laughs> Uh, does Augustus Brown look like Jed's older brother, aged since the last time I saw him, or is he sort He's of... exactly as you remember him. Exactly as I remember him. Um. Alright, I'm gonna need a minute with that. Great music, by the way. Um, I'd like to go, unless you have an idea. I have an idea, but I will allow you to go because I'm still a fan right Um, so I would like to do a nature check to decipher what is real versus what is not real in terms of how the wind's blowing, how the earth feels, how the ground steps, all that other kind of stuff just get kind of in tune with... Nature is survival about the appropriate, but I think yours are the same either way. Um, they actually are, unless I totally fucked up the sheet, but that's okay. It's going to be at 15. It's actually really good. Alchemist Dicio. You must feel the rock is still the rock. The wind is still the wind. Do not let... Everything else distract you. Some words of wisdom. So, as I see my older brother, my long dead older brother, who I rationally know is dead, and that I'm either experiencing some kind of hallucination or some kind of vision, he's on a horse, and as I'm riding towards him, my horse starts to get a little panicky. And uh, I'm trying to control him. And um, as my brother rides by me, we just sort of like lock eyes. And I notice that for the first time, 
uh, my brother's writing Cyril, and um, and my brother smiles and sort of gives me a little little nod. He is an ornery cuss, <laughs> and we just ride by each other. Meanwhile, my horse I'm trying to keep from freaking out. Twenty. The dice support the role play on that. One. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They know. Uh, I see Augustus Brown, and uh, I try to intimidate him, sort of puff myself up and sort of will myself through it, and I say, Augustus Brown, you left me 15 years ago. You left me for nothing better than dead, and now I'm going to leave you. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. That's a Seven. Uh-oh. <laughs> the words feel hollow even as they leave your chest. You can feel yourself reacting the way you once did to Augustus Brown, where you just feel your adrenaline pick up, and you, you're you like waiting for a response, and it just doesn't come. Like you are baiting him for something, and he just doesn't give the satisfaction to you. It's almost like he's just paying you no attention, and he appears to ride away. The rock is still the rock. The wind is still the wind. You get a sheriff badge. You're not a double sheriff. That was a 16. Woo! Elka runs, shouts this at you, and as you listen to the words, you actually see the shape of Augustus Brown discorporating the waves of the heat. And you realize it was just a vision. You continue to ride through these lands, and you continue to see specters and apparitions. Walking, riding, pacing back and forth. Many of them wear the uniforms of Civil War soldiers, and an unusually high percentage, particularly for this far west and this far north, Confederate soldiers. Back and forth. And sometimes it's hard to tell, because at times you don't really see them in full color. You see them tinted by the sky, or monochrome and the mists and you can't really grasp right away if it's blue or gray or something else entirely but studying as you have and you have the history of the war you can see the telltale signs that most of the victims here have been confederate soldiers it washes over you you find yourselves exhausted by the experience like trying to breathe when it's too hot outside. It's hard to suck the air into your lungs just to keep your blood moving. And that's when you can hear the sound of crunching leaves and trampled grasses. And a figure, a shadow on the horizon, approaches your location. Throughout this experience, you've seen creatures of the wastes go past you. No onkegs. (laughs) <laughs> but you have seen dangerous creatures, bears. <clears throat> at one time you saw a fox that was as large mm. as a man. We, we can all hear that something approaching us? Yes. What's it sound like? Like the sound of crunching vegetation. Is like, it coming from behind us or from in front from of us? From in front of you, in the horizon. Do I have time to cast a spell right quick? You do. Cool, fireball. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wish. <laughs> Um, I wish I had a fireball. <laughs> I cast uh, I cast protection from good and evil on myself. Okay. 
which nowadays doesn't actually protect from good or evil. It protects from undead, fiends, celestials, and demons. And possession. 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 Yeah, protection from Onkegs, you could have cast that on Gideon. I will, uh, I will take a it's cue. called Sanctuary. I will take a cue from that and cast uh, Barkskin. Good call. I'll take a cue from that and cast Shaka. Yeah, you, you, at this point, you, you've seen beasts of the wastes go back and forth. Creatures you recognize, some seem out of scale, some seem out of focus. You simply can't look at them without seeing a blur. Some are creatures from your nightmares, things that maybe you've read about in books that appear to haunt the wastes, uh, literally in some cases as they are at times transparent and only have the shape of dusty clouds or even just like a milky gray substance. But on the horizon you see a silhouette and it appears to be uh, slightly taller than a man as it approaches your location. You can hear it approaching at a runner's pace. Shield out. Rapier out. Or, uh, blowgun out, actually. Anything sorry, anybody else is doing? Is there anything I can do to get a better look at him? Any check, perception, anything I can do to get a better look at him? Uh, Religion, uh, I don't know, anything. Maybe perception if you want. Perception. I'm going to guidance myself before I do that. It's going to be, uh... 17. This creature approaching you appears to be a bipedal humanoid, but they are significantly taller, though the proportions of leg and torso match what you would expect from a taller human. Okay. Um, almost like something is perched on that human's shoulders. 